Talking about innovation in teaching and education, popular pedagogy. Discussions that are topical and sometimes philosophical, popular pedagogy. Popular pedagogy. Hi there. Thanks for joining us and welcome to another episode of Popular Podagogy, where we try to bring big ideas in teaching and education to life. I'm your host, Chris Carlton, and this podcast is being brought to you by the Faculty of Education at Queen's University. In this podcast, I'm excited to be speaking with Nad Radakovich. Dr. Radakovich is an Associate Professor of STEM Education here at Queen's University. His PhD is in the field of Curriculum Studies and Teacher Development. His doctoral research was on the pedagogy of risk in context of secondary mathematics. Dr. Radakovich has taught secondary mathematics in Croatia and elementary, middle school, and secondary mathematics in Toronto. He is also the author of two books, as well as contributed to many other educational publications. In this podcast, among other things, we will discuss his research on transdisciplinary in mathematics, which is the topic of one of his books. I'd like to introduce our guest to our podcast today, and that is the newest STEM professor at our Faculty of Education here at Queen's University. Welcome to our podcast, Dr. Radakovich. Thank you. I met Nanad when he came to Kingston as a guest of Queen's University uh, to visit the Faculty of Education, and I was able to sit on a, in, on a session he hosted for our faculty, and I quickly knew that he was going to be someone that I wanted to get to know more and learn about his research on transdisciplinary education. I also discovered our similar love of STEM education, which I hope is going to come up in our discussion as well. So Nanette, I was looking at your book on transdisciplinary education, and I, I found it very interesting, especially the connection to real life authentic experiences. Um, so my first question for discussion, and you've got to help our, myself and our listeners, can you just help explain the difference between interdisciplinary and transdisciplinary education? Uh, yes, I'm happy to do that. And I just want to tell uh, the, uh, the listeners that uh, not to worry too much whether they are doing things in an interdisciplinary or transdisciplinary way. What I would like uh, teachers and students to do is to combine disciplines. So interdisciplinarity is uh, about combining two or more disciplines uh, to solve a problem. Uh, I, I think about the continuum between interdisciplinarity and transdisciplinarity, where transdisciplinarity is more about blurring the disciplines. And I can give you an example. Uh, the standard example and a beautiful example in biology would be the students are learning about photosynthesis and uh, they're learning about different factors about what uh, what makes a plant produce uh, more oxygen and what are the different factors that uh, contribute to this and one of them is the surface area of the leaves right so the teacher goes into uh, you know comparing different leaves and they say, okay, now we have to find the surface area of these different leaves. And now it switches from biology to mathematics. And the students in a, still in a meaningful way uh, start thinking how to uh, 
how to calculate uh, the surface area by basically dividing them into different polygons, etc. So I would call this a interdisciplinary problem where it's still pretty clear that you have a biology and you have mathematics, you have two, uh, two disciplines where often where uh, transdisciplinarity comes from is when you have a, a deep questions or so-called wicked problems. For example, how do we tackle climate change? How do we make compos musical compositions that are uh, pleasing to everybody? How do we write a poem to uh, describe uh, an increase in resources that we use? Right? So uh, in, in those cases, uh, it's not often clear uh, whether the student should be tackling you know, biology first or math first or music first. It's more authentic and more organic and up to students how how they want to do that. But I wouldn't worry too much. You uh, what you sh should be doing is start with uh, having authentic problems and having students use more than one discipline. I love that. And I love the idea of the, the concept of blurring the line between the curriculum or between the, the disciplines. And also this would allow them to get much deeper into the topic without breaking it or siloing uh, the subjects out. Um, is it similar? Is is that the technique then that you would be using in uh, problem-based learning or project-based learning where we're working yeah. on a project and it's all the subjects all included in it? Yes. I think that uh, project-based learning when uh, done in a way that all disciplines are in different ways of thinking is respected is uh, would be transdisciplinary in nature. Uh, I think the idea is this idea of respecting different disciplines too. And when you see it in a classroom, it's absolutely a, a wonderful thing because the, the kids are, or your students are working through all of the dis disciplines, just uh, like you said, like a continuum. There's, there's just a flow between everything and they're solving the problems without even thinking, which is why you called it organic. They're not thinking about the math. They're not thinking about the science or the language. It's just happening naturally because it's a real life uh, situation. Yes. Uh, one thing that uh, uh, I always uh, remember fondly is uh, when I was working on my PhD thesis about 10 years ago, um, it was during uh, the time that uh, Fukushima uh, accident was very much in the news and uh, the topic was risk and how to calculate risk. And uh, I want students, these were high school students, they were figuring out what was more safe. Uh, coal power plants or nuclear power plants. And uh, at some point, the students were doing calculations and then they needed to understand basically who is responsible if something happens and uh, who has agency. So the students were deciding, okay, you have the government and you have the people and then you have businesses and what's the relationship between them. And so they jumped from mathematics to political science. And uh, the danger is what I said, respect disciplines. The danger is if this is a math class for a math teacher to come in and, and say, hey, okay, you spent 15 minutes talking about the government and the people, stop. Let's go back to you know 
figure out these equations. And I think that really takes away from it because when students are deeper understanding society, it also in this case, they were trying to quantify the blame also, figuring out how you would, uh, how would you figure out the impact? And uh, without it, it wouldn't be authentic and they would probably not even think about it. And, and it takes us right back to the real world uh, of application of education where we're discussing things through all of the subject areas. And, and that's what we do naturally. That's what we were supposed to do. So um, when I look at transdisciplinary, um, I think it's, it's such a great, a great way to look at current topics and things that are in the news, like you just said, with that disaster. We can take a look at those things and discuss them, but touch on all of those different disciplines and make it relevant and make it real to the students, which is such an important thing. Yeah. Absolutely. So why is this so important in STEM education? You and I talk about STEM or STEAM education a lot. And so why is transdisciplinary education important in STEM education? First, you have the title, you, you have the abbreviation STEM. It should mean science, technology, uh, engineering, and math. And then we also add arts and also languages and everything else. So by its own nature, it's, it's about combining disciplines. But you, what you want to make sure is that each one of those letters are represented in a way, in a, in a way that it's not watering down the, the, the discipline. And so it's a natural way, if you're talking about STEM and you have a new, new Ontario curriculum, or if you have a new math curriculum where you have financial literacy, and you have, again, STEM because you have coding too, uh, you have to think about the ways to uh, use, and, and you know, I've been saying this a lot, the respect and really highlight all the disciplines so that, that, uh, the, so that there's no salaring of knowledge, that it's everything is combined. So by its own nature, STEM is interdisciplinary and also by using this continuum where things start to blur more and more transdiscipline. And to me, Nanad, that when that blurring happens, that's when the deeper learning opportunities happen as well, where they take, the students take it on, on possibly a different course than what we had planned, but they're taking on a, on a route that is of interest to them and where they can learn more about what they're passionate about. And we talk about preparing our students for, for uh, the real world. And this type of, of education is, is, to me, is what's happening in that. Um, exactly. I would ask you then, how does this make teaching and learning more authentic? I mean, we've sort of touched on that uh, because we can do current affairs and, and things that are topical. But in your point of view, how does this make it, teaching and learning more authentic? Um, it makes it authentic outside of this idea of the uh, real world. It makes it uh, authentic if it connects with student interests and also by, uh, if you're thinking of how these different disciplines are going to combine and blur, you are not doing a superficial uh, introduction of one topic in order to basically hide your true intention, which is, let's say, if you're in a physics class to teach physics or in a math class to teach math, because students are going to read through that. And we've seen that before, where you have 
a math problem and it starts like, uh, look at this stadium in Toronto, you know, like uh, it was built in, uh, you know, 2010. And then it says, now solve the equation x times x plus one equals five. Well, it's a superficial context. It's not authentic. Um, so by bringing these uh, real life examples, you make it authentic. And by also by really understanding what students' interests are. Uh, and uh, uh, I hate to, to, to mention sports, but uh, I'm just watching soccer and uh, you can, the table uh, goal difference can be negative. And then I know there are a lot of students that love soccer and you could ask the deep question in a fourth grade or a third grade or even in a second grade. Okay, what does this negative number mean here? Why is it negative? And, and you and I have talked about this, this before it is my passion is engagement, making sure that the students are engaged, because if we capture their attention, um, then everything else falls in line. So when you talk about connecting with students interests, whether it's through sports or whether it's through um, a film or whatever it is, music, you talked about that earlier. It, it makes it relevant and, and the students can actually see why they're learning this and apply it to their own life, which I think is such an important uh, part of not only STEM, but transdisciplinary education as well. Exactly. Um, I always ask this final question and that is, and, and that is because we, we have these conversations and, and, and I a hundred percent buy into what you're talking about. So if you could give one final tip, um, to, and just in a couple of sentences, uh, what advice would you give to a teacher who wants to try to implement uh, interdisciplinary education or transdisciplinary education? What would their first steps be? First, start from yourself. What are your passions? Because your passions and your curiosities are going to be transdisciplinary. They will not, maybe there will be a specific problem in chemistry, but more likely would be, how do I make this planet a better place? How do I, uh, what do I do to, to have fun? What do my students do to have fun? And start from your passions and then connect with your students' passions. I absolutely love that. The, the one phrase that you said that hits home with me, because I, I talk about this all the time, and you said your passions will be transdisciplinary. And, and I absolutely love that. We need to look at what gets the teacher excited because that excitement uh, is so contagious with the students. And, and then you work through what's passion, what's the passion of the students and you bring that organic nature of, we just wanna discover and we just wanna have fun in education. And that transdisciplinary just happens, like you said, organically. Yeah, um, exactly. Just amazing. Um, thank you so much, Nanad. I really appreciate it for you sharing your experience, your excitement and your passion, which I absolutely love. Uh, it's always a pleasure and very educational speaking to you. And I can't wait for you to come to the Faculty of Education and, and be able to work with you together. So thank you very much. And thank you. And thank you for this opportunity. This was uh, fun. Wonderful. Thank you. That does it for another episode of Popular Podagogy. Again, thank you to our amazing guest, Nanad Radakovich. I hope you take the time to visit our podcast website for additional resources from Nanad. Josh, as always, where can our listeners subscribe to to make sure they don't miss any of our popular podagogy podcasts? 
Yeah, you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, the Faculty of Education website, and pretty much any other place you get your podcasts. Please don't forget to check out our Queen's Faculty of Education website and search for Popular Podagogy for additional resources and information. Well, that's it from myself, Chris Carlton, and our incredibly talented and resourceful podcast team of Josh Vine and Aaron York. Stay healthy, stay safe, and stay connected. And we will see you next time for another episode of Popular Podagogy.